Rana. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the Hopecast. You've got Ty and Danny hanging out with you today. And today we've got the beautiful Ira joining us. Um, not only does she work for Mecca, she owns her own lash business. And also she's going to share her journey, journey with us. So we welcome Ira. What's up? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Hi, hon. Hello. Thank you so much. Hey. This is your seat over here. Sweet. How are you? I'm good. Good. We've caught you just before you have to go to work, yeah? I know. You're a busy woman. Busy, busy. Owning your own lash business. Yeah, it's been full on. I mean, tough with COVID, but like it's mm. definitely picking back up again. That's good. Well, your lashes are amazing, so that's a good, a good start. I was saying you wanted to get some done. Guys, get it done. Though, I'll right. hook you up. We'll definitely hook you wow. up. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I'll think about that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Well, we'll, we'll get into it. I mean, um, I don't know too much about you. Well, we both don't, but what I do know is that you actually came over from the Philippines yeah, and moved to Rotorua. Yeah, yeah, I was born there. I think I was like maybe eight or nine when I first moved to New Zealand um, and then moved to Rotorua. So I came from like Manila to Rotorua wow. and I legit thought like I was living in a farm because yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Manila is like such like a big city and then like going to Rotorua and you're like... Big culture oh, shock. Yeah, 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 yeah. Smelly, was it? Is that the yeah, first thing you noticed? You, yeah, like as soon as you hit like... Um, that massive like roundabout the mode where you're like oh my god yeah what is this but you do get used to it Mm. you definitely do get used to it cool so did you move over with your family yeah so I moved with my mom and my brother okay so it was just us three and then um mom got married um to some dude um yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) you don't need to touch on that but you're you're, you're here so that's all right yep cool cool yeah, and so you grew up in, did you grow up in Rotorua? Yeah, or? so I yeah. lived there for about 11 years and then I wow, moved to Auckland maybe like seven years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. so I've been here seven years. Cool. I don't think I could ever move back to Rotorua. Yeah? Yeah. Do you go back and, and visit? Like, is yeah. mum and your brother still back there? Or? Yeah, so my mum lives in Rotorua and my brother lives in Whakatane. So, oh, okay. Yeah. 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 Still okay. still pretty close. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, okay, so you have moved around a lot. Do we do you want to touch on that culture shock a little bit? Was that a lot to do with like your, your journey and your story? Yeah, so I think like as a kid when you move from like such a big city, yeah. you're kinda of like, Oh my god, like this is so overwhelming. I think I was like homesick for about like a year. Yeah. And like I think I was like year five when I went to school I could not speak a word of English oh wow it was so funny like my mom would always be like if the phone rings you just say that you can't speak English and you just hang up the phone I was like oh my god I was like really I was like that sounds really rude but in my language and I was like I was like okay and then there was this one time actually my um my stepdad was expecting like a really um important business call and I couldn't speak a word oh really yeah and then he he came and he was like did anyone call and I was like, yeah, but I obviously didn't know yeah. who it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So did you would, did you learn to speak English while you were here? Did yeah. Just, was that through school or? Did yeah, you it was. It was. Yeah, it was just through school. Um, I only could like say hello, how are you, goodbye, wow. thanks, please, like nothing out of the ordinary like it was just like yeah. real basic yeah so that must have been so hard for like a, a kid yeah right? it was so it when was. when did it start like spiraling down for you for your journey um I think like intermediate intermediate high school like I feel like you know kids weren't nice yeah. so I was like oh my god like not being able to speak and like what's it called like not elaborate like what you're trying to say to them you're yeah. kind of like what the mm. hell like everyone's like oh don't be friends with her like she can't even like say like whatever and I'm yeah. like 
it's just hard like I guess like growing up and like having having to speak another language is, was hard enough and then being in that environment where kids were mean I was like holy crap like, yeah. this is difficult yeah so a lot of bullying yeah school. definitely a lot of bullying um I think it went right through to like maybe fourth form wow. um yeah it was it was tough like high school was tough definitely I think that was like the toughest time really? moving to Rotary yeah why, why do you think that was? Because I'm looking at you now and I'm just like, girl, is there a glow up there? Yeah. Or like, oh, oh yeah. Just like, what definite glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like back in high school, like the guys always used to be like, oh, like you might as well like give up and stuff. Like, you really? know, like, yeah, like no one took me to the ball and now like all the guys yeah, that yeah. used to bully me <laughs> are all in my, sliding in my DM. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that must feel so good though, like, like, you know. Yeah. yeah, I was just yeah. like, oh, they used to be so mean to me and yeah. just like block them yeah crazy yeah. man it's, yeah. it's crazy that um you said that you didn't even know like a word of it like english and yeah now, like you wouldn't even be able to yeah. tell like, you're not even fresh i know anything. i've got like <laughs> <a Fresh>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i feel like it's because when i was living at home i was speaking english to my mom oh, yeah. but also like speaking tagalog which is like our native tongue yeah um, but ever since moving to Auckland, I kind of had like no choice but mm. just yeah. to speak English. Like, and that's kind of where I've like yeah. picked up. Yeah. Yeah, but because who, who else would you really speak Tagalog to, right? Yeah. Like you no, wouldn't really be speaking that. Yeah, unless, unless I, mom? Yeah, unless yeah. I talk yeah. to my mum on the phone. But other than that, like mm. it's just English. Can you can you tell us a little bit about, uh, you know, what was going through your head uh, when you're in school? You know, when you're being bullied and, and stuff like that. Um, like I really just wanted to have friends like I I did wake, make one friend at the time and like I think he was like very patient with me he actually was my next door neighbor it was so bizarre we just like got along and then he would like teach me and my brother like I feel like my brother was like more extroverted than I was like back then and so like he picked it up really easy and then here's me like I was like more focused on on the slang more than like <laughs> more so like than actually like learning how to yeah. speak English yeah. and I just like sounded like an actual dick I was like yeah. oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah did you did you find that because obviously you've you'd come from the Philippines mm. and then now you're getting treated like this did you at any stage did you think man like is this what this country is really about or no like I always like see like the good of people of like situations so like cool. I felt like it was just gonna be like a one-off thing. And like it, it was, like it definitely was. Like I felt like after high school, it all got better for me. Like I feel like it was more so like the primary intermediate stage that, yeah. that was like really hard to sort of yeah. um, adapt to. But like after high school, it's like absolutely fine. Can we can we talk about, touch on the um, abusive relationship that you were in? Because um, I know that that was a big part of your mental health journey, Yeah, was it? Yeah, so there was, um, there was this like one relationship I had, I've only had four. And like, oh my God, like mental, like mental abuse, like, oh my God. It's all right, you're all right. Take your time. It's right. No rush, just take your time. Like, I guess it was like quite triggering at the time because I'm such like a bubbly person mm. and I felt like he definitely like took that away from me at, yeah. at that point in my life. 
um it's so stupid that I'm crying about it because like I know that I've like healed from it yeah. um it's not stupid yeah. don't think that it's it's a it's a real emotion that you can feel and like it's just so brave of you that you can sit here and you can even talk about it and be open to talk about it as well because I know that there are a lot of women and men as well in your situation like I've been there I don't know if Ty's been there but it's it's a very common thing yeah. these days yeah like I felt like you know women that would like tell me stories about like their relationship like being tough and like they like can't like steer away from it or like can't get out and I always used to be like oh man like that must be so hard but like like how hard is it to like get out do you what I mean and I guess like being myself in that situation like I can now like understand like um why it's so hard for women to get out of like such an abusive relationship like but I mean like I would say it's the same for for guys as well like not just for women so so for you what, what what kept you like what kept you there beyond i guess your limitation because obviously like you said it sucked the life out of you it stopped you from being who you who you were the bubbly person you are so what kept you there um i guess like it's still like the manipulation and like the narcissistic ways where like you feel like you owe them something mm -hmm. like yeah like i don't know how to like elaborate it but it's like not even like a thing but it's more so like a feeling where you feel like you owe someone yeah. the yeah. time and the money and like you know like everything else that comes in the relationship yeah, yeah. like like your paybacks like you got to hang around yeah kind of thing, yeah you know, exactly and, and push through it kind yeah. of thing. and i feel like just like listening to you you feel like a really genuine person mm. like when you give something you give it your all and mm. like if you're in that relationship maybe or in that situation just in general you you think that they might change you know yeah. or you can maybe change them mm, like you're hoping like they would like be the person that they showed you from the job yeah. but i yeah. guess like yeah. that is the true colors like yeah. you don't really see that like when they're trying to impress you like take you out on dates yeah. and stuff but and it's what? hard because the people on the outside all they see is you like crying and upset and all that and obviously they're going to be protective and they love you but and that you know they like you said they're like why don't you just get out like just yeah. leave but yeah. when you're in that situation and you're being emotionally abused like that mm. it's yeah. not that easy. it's not that yeah. easy yeah. yeah like it's so easy for someone to be like just leave like why don't yeah. you just leave it's like mm. you don't understand like you feel like you've invested like so yeah. much time and yeah. effort into that relationship mm. that you want to just like keep pushing through like yeah. hoping that it would change and I think that's a tricky thing because, you know, anyone that's that's in a relationship or, or going through tough times in a relationship, you try and hang on as long as you can because yeah, you're, you you're so invested. Yeah. And all you're thinking about, like, oh, I don't know if you were like this, but you're thinking about what it's going to look like from the outside. Yeah. You know, like you, you put all this time in and you're like, I've got to like kind of stay and people are telling you to leave. And you're yeah. Like, kind yeah. Of thing. So w would you say that... Uh, that was like rock bottom for you or what um, was rock bottom for you yeah i would say definitely would say that was yeah mm -hmm. like oh i gosh. even had to um i had to like move to brisbane just to kind of like mm -hmm. put my mental health like back in place again like i kind of just like because i knew i would always bump into him and i was yeah. like yeah. i couldn't like i couldn't see him mm -hmm. i felt like he was like a 
like a legitimate um like demon like on my shoulder like mm. I just I moved to Brisbane and I like lived there for about four months I think it was and then I came back um I was already seeing someone after we broke up as well mm. it was like such a weird thing like because I wasn't like hoping to meet anybody like in such like a short time and space mm. of being in such like an abusive Sorry, my nose is like running. No, you're <laughs> right, you're right. <laughs> I keep like snoring. Um, yeah, so I ended up like meeting this guy, and like prior to moving to Brisbane, like we kept it going. So like, yeah, so it was like really good, just like having someone to talk to at the same time. So, so how did you get out of that situation? Because I know that there probably will be a lot of people watching this that might be in the same situation as you were. Yeah. And it might, they might be struggling with how to get, get how to on get the other side and how yeah. to, you know, I guess see the light. What, what would your words um, be for someone that's actually experienced it? See, like it would. I wouldn't say like w more words, but more so like if you can't like mentally help yourself or like mentally get your yourself in a space to get out like seek for help like yeah. um who did i go to so women's refuge is a really good one yeah. um so honestly like the amount of um ways they can help is like immaculate like yeah. they do like um sexual abuse mental abuse like they even have the um what's it called that room that you donate and you stay there for the night oh, yeah. yeah it's like yeah. safe place or yeah. something like that and and they the, nobody knows where these rooms or places are because mm. they they keep you safe like if you're yeah. afraid that this person will find yeah. you they won't yeah because there's no details you won't find them anywhere yeah so cool. you are legitimately safe yeah like i went through women's refuge and um even with the um therapy and stuff like that they change venues every yeah. time so yeah. um if you wanted to go talk to someone like I remember going to this place and it was like out east and then I wanted to speak to another lady and then I like had to meet her at another place like it's yeah. very very confidential yeah, um yeah like I would say women's refuge or helpline mm -hmm. helpline is a really good one as well those are the two um what would you say like I wouldn't say charity like yeah more so yeah, yeah just like places that safe places safe places, safe places yeah that, that you can go. call and ask for help and like and that's free as well like yeah, yeah. Can, can you walk us through the process or what you did to leave because i know a lot of people um, that are listening and tuning in mm. they you know people are always saying just leave just get out yeah you know like but it, but it's not that easy is it no it's you not know? it's so not easy um i guess like when you just you know like your limits like when you've had enough like you just say like like you just throw the towel and just you just up and leave i remember like i think i was at work at the time and i was like you know what <laughs> i remember i was at work and he sent me like a really abusive text and um i remember calling my mom and my mom drove all the way from Rotorua and packed up my stuff at 5 p.m. in the afternoon and we didn't finish packing till like 3 a.m. and like leaving that place was honestly like a breath of fresh air it was like so difficult but so rewarding at the same time Good on you, man. like I should have moved like six months 
earlier, but I didn't. Like, that's how long. Um, he manipulated me to think that, like, it was going to get better, like, he was going to change. But honestly, none of it, like, ever happened. It was, like, honestly broken promises the whole time. And I think it's, it's really important to to say that like abuse comes in so many different forms like yeah. you know you've got the physical where it, obviously everyone can see you know but then there's the emotional and the mental and that kind of abuse that people might not necessarily even mm. see that's going yeah. on mm. and, and and that's the that's the thing is that um like you're saying it, you just end up going around in circles and, and yeah. like um Ira said she hung around six months longer yeah. than, than she should have and yeah. there's people out there that's months years yeah you know, yep. hanging around and it's yep. like yeah you know so I, I think you know thank you for sharing it it's truly inspirational um to know that um you know you drew the line and you're like you know enough's enough and, yeah you know you put yourself first and and i think that's a, a a reminder to everyone um that are in those situations that you have to put yourself first mm. you know because you're the most important thing first and foremost so where, where are you now oh like i'm so healed right now yeah. like it's actually so weird that I'm crying about this because like I've only told this story to like a couple of friends and stuff like I'm not like this is like a disclaimer like I don't want to use this as like a way to like feel sorry for me like I don't want it to be portrayed as that like I want it to be um seen as like a powerful thing and for yeah. any woman out there that's like willing to you know get out of a toxic relationship or an abusive relationship whether it's like physical mental sexual like mm -hmm. it's it's a way of like me being like you know like you can do it it's, it's not easy but there's so many people out there that's like willing to help and there's so many like free um organizations that's like willing to help as well um yeah yeah we're just we're so grateful that you've seen here and like you said like um, the whole point in this is that you are the hope. You are the hope for, and I'm, I'm so glad that we've touched on someone that's been in a relationship because we haven't actually touched properly on that before. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that relationships are such a hard thing in life to like navigate. And yeah, for it's, sure. You know, in relationships, you spend that time with that person. That's, you know, that's your time, the most time mm -hmm. you spend with someone. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I appreciate it so much. Um, and I hear that you're good now and you're in a, a lovely <laughs> yeah. relationship I as well. Am. I am. He's like honestly so good. Like, He's like been through like really bad, um, you know, anxiety and depression himself. Like I'm not gonna like go into details because yeah. it's quite like yeah, personal. Good. But yeah, like it's just good to have someone that understands. Mm -hmm. Like he just knows. Like he just knows. Um, like how to comfort me and things like that, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like with mental health, it's such a massive thing to understand. Like if you have not had anxiety or depression, um or have been in such like a vulnerable place it's it's really good to understand the person what they're going through instead yeah. of just like being like oh you're gonna be okay like man i tell myself that every day when i go yeah, through yeah, anxiety yeah, yeah. like yeah. it's it's more than that it's like having to understand and educate people about like yeah mental health okay so i think it's um it's powerful and inspirational what what you've been sharing because I think it's a fresh reminder for all of us, and especially mm. those that are at home, that nobody's got their shit together. Yeah. And, you know, there's good days, there's bad days, and it's it's how do we keep bouncing back from, from those bad days. And, I mean, from the team here at Hopecast, we just want to say thank you 
for being that hope for so many um, people at home mm. uh, because your story truly is mm. is so powerful. So thank you so much for, for joining you. us today. And um, just before we go, give you a quick plug for your lash business. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's all good. Um, so please tell me it's called Lash Go. Please, <laughs> please tell me. <laughs> No, so it's um it's Lash Inc. and I'm just I'm based in LZ, so I'm like a one man team. So I do anything beauty related. Yeah. One woman team. Awesome. One woman team. <laughs> so make sure if you uh, need your lashes done. I know Sam, our cameraman, he's going to be going to get his lashes done. But uh, thank you for jumping on the Hopecast today. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Our link below. Uh, hit us up on any social media platform on Hopecast, and we'll see you next time. Lash girl. Are we done that joke? Girl, thanks, Han. You're amazing. Thank you so much, no, man. Don't worry. Jeez.